0: hey how you guys doing what's up what's up uh good morning or uh, good afternoon um i have to forget sometimes i was sometimes i forget um i was just on a phone with a, a, a lovely um she's she's spanish is, can i say that she's a love lo- she's uh a lovely woman she's in california her name is um Tina Perez, if you get a chance, you know, look her up, Um, she's awesome, gosh, she's a great lady, Um, I was talking to her and there's a three hour time difference as we know, and of course this morning, morning, morning for her, Um, okay, so, uh, I don't know, Um, I'll talk to some folks, Um, so here, I feel good. I feel pretty good. I feel I feel good. Um Bob's here. What's up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, Bob Bob always looks um Yeah, you know. I don't wanna say confused. I don't wanna say confused. He looks um I wanna say disheveled. The word escapes me. It looks like, you know, he just took a shower. He looks rushed. That's what I want to say. He looks rushed. You know. Uh I was working with this guy named Jacob. He always looked confused and nobody liked him because every time there was a situation, instead of doing it, he wanted to sit down and have a conversation. Well not sit, but sit there and talk. But um so we're 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 going today. Uh it's gonna be a great show. Uh, a lot of positivity, a lot of love in the air um i just got off the phone with um wonderful wonderful tina tina perez and uh it was all about uh COVID 19 and the you know the difficulties the situations that we're facing she's out of uh, california and um it's an initiative and you know we're all we're all working Uh, i like to tell you that you know i wanted to make a difference so anyway um i promised you yesterday that you know paid in full rico he's out i always gotta say that (laughs) Snitched, didn't he was he a snitch Eh, whatever um paid in full uh, you know um banking the housing market that bubble would happen there karma uh yeah karma uh love um the dalit women of india hindu uh hinduism did i say that right bob bob's here bob's here i don't know how he got here he looked he looked like it was a lot of traffic <laughs> uh all right no uh, he's here though bob's here and uh so what we're you know i realized you know some of my shows uh well over the weekend. It's difficult for people to get certain concepts, and you have to train your mind around stuff because sometimes people feel like it's a conspiracy theorist, and you know, uh, I used to talk. Well, I had a friend of mine. His name—he's a white guy, and uh, he's every time we talked, you know, he'd be like, "You're a conspiracy theorist," and not really, not really, not really a conspiracy theorist or whatever. But um, you know, that's just one thing. Anyway, um we'll touch on uh the karma. I got I got tea today, so everything's good. But um I wanted to tell you and I've been known to break things down. Break things down. I should make that a segment of the show. But um so um you know there's this whole thing about uh, you know, when I first took this comparative religion class, a comparative religion, comparative religious thought. I have to get that out there correctly. Um, so the first time, you know, I took the class, you know, we go in there and, you know, we sit down and, you know, we thought we was just going to pick our brain. Uh, my professor, by the way, I had a interesting conversation with her. Uh, I got flagged for writing a paper, Jewish lore, <laughs> Jewish lore, Jewish lore. Um, it was called Jewish Lore uh, Return of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And um, I guess it was offensive to, um, can I say Jews? Is Jews a slur? Is it a slur to say Jews? It probably is. It probably is. It probably is. It's a slur. Anyway, um, so... Um, you know, we're going to get right into it. Um, so in this particular class, uh, it was called uh comparative religious thought and, um, we studied five, you know, different religions and I challenge people to study different religions because, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, people are kind of forced into a religion by the way of their grandmother, you know, grandmama was wrong. I know she loved you, but she was wrong because she only was exposed to certain information. And when the Internet came out, we kind of saw the hypocrisy of the United States and why people didn't like the United States based on the hypocrisy. You know what I'm saying? And um, so my mom or back in the day, even when I was in high school, this would be telling you how old I am. God, dinosaur. I'm still young, though. I feel young at heart. I'm in, I'm in good shape. I'm in good spirits. Um, but (laughs) so I got a, um, a gray beard and my beard is gray right now. And then, you know, it bothers me, but you know, because, uh, the initiative that I'm working on this whole COVID-19, um, you know, you got to keep putting on these facial things and, you know, it's just, you know, who texted me? uh (laughs) this is just as i was talking about it um the people i yesterday i had to go take a physical a drug test a nicotine test all these different tests there's a lot of stuff that went on yesterday i was buzzed in like you know it's like top secret i had to put my id under something upside down and i had to search out this facility it's all over the place um I had to travel because even though I had a list of places I can go, all of them said they couldn't do electronic chain of custody, which is necessary in this situation because, um, as I said, you know, I, I work at the Salem regional hospital, but those aren't my employers. There's another team and there's a whole team of people out here working and Trump has people working and, you know, um, working on this whole COVID nineteen thing and then there's a drive and an initiative to try to help people. And um that's why I said Tina Perez and she's out of California and, you know, there's a whole movement. And so the company that I work for is is a company that was hired because of this Covet nineteen and the protocol that needs to be in place and um, things that people need to know about, you know, COVID-19 and hospitals and stuff. So I was talking to the guy. He said, yeah, we were prepared. I was like, you knew?" he knew, he knew anyway. Um, so I got, I got some tea. I'm trying to, uh, you know, soothe my voice, I guess. Uh, anyway, long story short. Um, so, um, This whole thing, this comparative religious thought, uh, the class, you know, that I was in. And as I told you, I wrote a paper, um, Jewish lore. I don't know where my head was at writing this paper. But um, so, you know, we had to study different religions. And it's difficult when, you know, you don't have a shot, you know what I'm saying? And, And the reason why I was bringing that up is because, you know, when I was in school, you know, we all we had to write a paper, we had to use an encyclopedia, and it was only so much information about the subject, which the you know, the encyclopedia gave you the United States perception of, you know, what it was and you never knew. And, you know, a lot of people based, you know, Christianity and that whole religion off of the time that it says and then we found out later that, you know, it wasn't that time at all because the internet came out and we realized certain information. So, you know, that was one of the things. So, but, um, that, that situation is different, you know, so, but I, I was taking this class and you study these different religions. And the reason why, you know, I bring up the whole thing about, um, you know, encyclopedias and stuff, cause you only get one pers- perspective. And then when it, when it turns down, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing. So what happened Man, I share it with you real quick. Is that you know your grandmother was wrong most of the time because she was only exposed to a certain amount of information, and a lot of times she was manipulated. You know what I'm saying? And by being manipulated, she loved you and did the best she could. But now there's more information out, so you don't say to your kid, "Hey, look," you know, um, you know, because your religion is Christianity, and you force it on your child, which is you know kind of a thing, but you know so this class will open our eyes to all different type of religions so we have five different ones and Christianity, nation and Islam, um Hindu Hinduism which is um it was one of the first religions of the world and you know sometimes it can be you know difficult or some people's traditions might seem funny or strange to you because You know, it's different for you because you believe in something and, you know, you know, how do you know you're right? And and everyone can't be right. So if you're right, then they're wrong and, you know, vice versa. And, you know, that's just not the case at all all the time. So with that being said, you know, we studied these different religions and sometimes you got to study Eastern and Western religions. So, you know, on the Eastern, you know, you got Buddhism and, you know, you got that and hinduism and you know islamic faith and christianity and they're completely different so on 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 the surface like um you know buddhism you know that it's about shedding the ego and you know when you know they teach you to meditate and when you meditate you quiet your mind and you you know you find peace and then you strip away you know all the things that make you you know who you are as a person or whatever and you become you know, what's left over is, you know, the internal you, you know, that the true self is inside of you and you have to remove the layers. And then Christianity is the reverse because they promote the ego. And by promoting the ego, I mean, you know, um, you know, it's it's about you. Uh, you know, God's working on me. and uh, It's about your final destination. Of, you know, and that's the wrong way to look at things because it says, well, you know, you're going to be. You know, what happens to me? You know, I go to heaven or hell, and that's a selfish way to look at it. Because if you think of others, you know what I'm saying, then you know you'll be fine. So uh, I I didn't put this on the list, but you know, since we're talking about it, we can accurately break down sin, right? And sin goes like this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you something real quick, right? So sin is all about other people, because you have a moral compass inside of you, right? And the moral compass is like this. So, you know, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody, and it says, you know, do you, do you think, you know, you can do anything you want? And it's like, yeah, I can do whatever I want. And I was not really, you know, what I'm saying, do you think you could um, go to the supermarket and punch an old lady in the face and snatch her purse and run? And they're like, yeah, you couldn't do it. You can't do it because your moral compass will not allow you to do it and you have a moral compass inside you and that's why the bible and these different religions feel real because of the simple fact that you know your moral compass is written on your um d- your genetic you know your DNA it's written inside of you it's already there and so that's that's when you break sin when you break your moral compass and your moral compass is like this Okay, the first thing you can't harm other people, other people. Right. You can't harm other people. You can't steal from other people. You can't um, uh, lie or bear bear false witness on other people and you can't fraud other people. And those and I challenge people to look at those. And when you look at those, they cover everything. So the Ten Commandments is like, you know, it's kind of BS. You know, if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first commandment is like, you know, it's a selfish one if you believe in God. Because in God, the first commandment is about him. You know, you shouldn't have no other gods before me. And it's a selfish commandment about him. But in this situation, you can't harm other people. You can't harm other people. And your moral compass is, is is It's written that simple because there's different levels of intellect. And, you know, so so some people are, you know, smart and some people are not smart. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, have a basic understanding of things. And so it works all the way down to, you know, if you have mental challenges, you know, even a child knows, you know what I'm saying? Don't hit this person because it makes them cry or don't steal from this person you know what I'm saying? And those are the things that's in your moral compass. They're written, they're given to you without the Bible. Everyone has this built in, right? So it's about other people. And somebody says, you know, what's the meaning of life? The meaning to life is impact on other lives. That's that's the meaning to life. And you know what I'm saying? When someone dies, that's that's what comes up. You know, people always remember the time when you helped them people remember the time you know it's how you your impact affected other people and whether you're rich for whatever people always remember your impact on other lives you know what i'm saying so um you know my um my girlfriend um, my ex-girlfriend her mom passed away and she was surrounded in a room filled with love and and that just shows you she her impact or like my cousin and um you know I don't want to get onto that but you know he was like a superhero to me and um you know um excuse me he was a real dude and you know a lot of times you know everyone remembers you know what I'm saying his impact on other people you know what I'm saying and so people you know gravitate towards that you know what I'm saying so you know that's just one thing but you know so those are the things you know sin is you know, and people gonna say you know a lot of BS. Like you know, if you listen a second, I mean, that's trash. You know what I'm saying? Or right. there's 600 sins and all that. That's bullcrap because people believe that the world is cursed and damned. No, it's not. No, it isn't. It's just not. And the thing is, is like you know, you know, 80 percent. Even I ever say, dare I say, 90 percent of the world. It, you know has good has a good heart and has good inside of them you know if you look on your most people you know look around look at your neighbors they're all cool you know count 10 houses and and nine of them is cool you got one bad person here and there that's a small percentage you know 90 percent of the world is good good they have a good heart and they want to do things and you know you know they just want to see their kids do things and you know what i'm saying that's the realest thing but um <laughs> you know, getting into it, you know, karma, or excuse me, not karma, but, um, you know, I took this religion class and, um, you know, basically, um, it was, we, we studied it. And so, like I said, you know, when you pray, you know, you're, you, you know, you ask God for things and you're praying and it's completely different from meditating so who's right and who's wrong meditating you clear so in a sense so if they're right they've blocked you from praying or not praying but meditating it's different so when you pray you're talking you're asking god for things but when you meditate you're quieting your mind and getting in touch with your inner self and there's a complete difference of that and so you get both perception i mean both sides of the the arrow and all of them work in this fashion right Religion is about harnessing part of your free will because, of course, if you, you know, you get on drugs or you go to prison or something like that, you're out of control. And so the strict discipline of a religion, um, you know, you harness part of your free will because you are out of control and it straightens your moral compass. And that's what religion does. And that's why. In the Jewish religion of Judaism, they go as necessary, as needed. So if something happens in their life, they get, you know, strung out on coke or something like that. They turn to the religion and the strict disciplines of that religion get them back on track. And if you remember, Tina Turner, she got, um, I like Tina Turner. I like her. She's, I haven't seen her. Is she still alive? I haven't seen her recently. Angela Bassett, she played that role, didn't she? She's like that. Angel Blessed is gorgeous. She's beautiful. I like her. But, um, you know, and, you know, she used Buddhism and it was a strict discipline. And that's why people in Christianity, they, they tell you to worship every day because they completely harness your free will from here on out. And you're not supposed to do that because you can't fly. You can't become, uh, blossom and fly and be a god because you've been harnessed. Because once your moral compass is straight, you don't have to keep going. And that's why in Judaism, they don't go all the time. But long story short, this religion class, and we I took this religion class. And in the middle of this religion class, um, we had this beautiful women that came in. Um, they they were from Indian, India, and they were called the Dalit women in, of India. And they're part of a horrific caste system. That, you know, they believe that, you know, in reincarnation and they believe, you know, you you keep doing it until you get it right. So people that's born in this caste system, I don't know how they know, but which is dumb, but they're born into a horrific caste system that, you know, they were the Dalit women are supposed to be untouchable. Their class is untouchable. And the Indian men over there felt like, you know, these women were placed on this uh, earth to be raped. And, uh, you know, they were raping these women and because this caste system existed, you know, nobody would, they would just look the other way. And long story short, they came, uh, to talk to us at Kent state and, um, you know, they, uh, you know, they're tiny women, tiny, you know, and I saw the truth with my own eyes. And what I saw was, is that they weren't Christian, but, They had love in their heart and they, you know, because this one woman shared a story about her her daughter, her daughter was on her way to school and she got raped and there's nothing she could do about it. And they even had video where they was trying to go in and talk to these elected officials and stuff like that. And nobody would do nothing because they believe that these women were placed on earth to be raped, which is dumb, but you know, that's the part of, you know, their religious beliefs and stuff like that. So, but I saw the truth and the, and they showed us love. And they had the same concerns. They wanted their kids to grow up and do nice and they cared. They cared about their kids. And that's when I seen that love is the common denominator. You know, there's many religions, but, you know, could you marry someone who's Jewish? Of course. Or could you marry somebody in the Islamic faith? Of course, because all religions are man-made institutions. And so um, the common denominator is love. And that right there is love and in India and the... Um, you know, they spoke to us. They wanted us to donate some money to their cause. Uh, I didn't donate. No. No. I didn't donate. Uh, we were supposed to go to lunch and stuff. I, I missed that lunch because I felt like they was they was trying to pitch and make a movie. Um, let's see. I'm getting another. Um, I don't know. They were... Um, Basically uh where I took my um stuff uh, uh test and all that, they email me now like for feedback and say how was the you know, how was this and how was that? And I and I already discussed it earlier with Tina. I already discussed it. Tina Perez, she's awesome. She's a beautiful woman. She has a very, very, very alluring and attractive um Spanish uh what's the word? What's the word, Bob? Accent is you know. I know she was, but she's she she talks and oh, I just I get mesmerized because you know why I like I don't like talking to men. I like talking to women, and I would rather work around beautiful women and work with women than than men because they're just you know they're soft on the eyes and easy, and you know she's and and, and they have some qualities. They're meticulous and they're more. Um, uh, you know they cross their eyes dot t's uh, and they um they show up you know a lot of times a lot of women they show up for work and they're very professional so but um you know that right there is um you know love and and it this ties into karma and so when we were in this class you know the first thing we talked about was God, and you know we said you know they said you know how can god be um there's four I always forget one all knowing all loving and all powerful and you know I, the other one is all wise but you know just whatever all those things and how can he be those things is it being impossible because you know evil exists and how, why does evil exist and you know you know it's like you know what's the opposite of evil There, there, there isn't there excuse me there is not any uh an equivalent to evil, an opposite, you know. And you know, if someone says evil they'll say good, but you know, not really. You know. Guy, you know, create a four hundred year chain and you know, manipulate black people for a year, you know. You know, it's been going on for, you know, four or five hundred years and some guy had slaves and, you know, he took the slave and, you know, took, you know, breeded bigger and stronger slaves. So he took the man away from his kids and shipped him and sold him somewhere else and breeded him with another bigger, stronger slave to make to have a better product. And he was stripped of his family and stripped of religion and stuff like that. And I tell people this all the time, you know, black people, you know, they go with, uh. you know. Christianity, okay, look, let's be real here. I read the Bible. It's a book about Jewish people. It's the story of Jewish people. And meanwhile, black people be on this earth or in this country, and they say, you know, hey, you, you never looked at your own heritage. They say we come from kings and queens in Africa, and we had our own history and stuff. You won't even look that way. But you will clutch the, the Jewish Bible that, by the way, they shun everybody who is not a Jew. It's a book about Jewish people. It is the religion of Jewish people that comes from Judaism and is Jewish. And then you know, it's like you know, you won't even you won't even look that way. And um, I get I get excited. Look at Bob. <laughs> I know Bob. I, I get excited, and that's because um, you know, I was born in Japan, and. You know, not to get off on religions, but uh, everyone born in Japan is automatically on the islands. Uh, Everyone born on the islands of Japan, because Japan is made up of a lot of islands and it's an island, is automatically born into a religion called Shinotoism. Shinoto. Shinoto Shinotoism which is a religion of pure peace and love and they got altars all over japan where people can go and meditate and find some solidarity and peace and you know but it's not uncommon because they don't care if you you know it's christians in in japan uh, i was born right outside of uh, south of tokyo and tokyo is pure capitalism which has a lot of christianity but it's not uncommon for you to be uh, a muslim and practice um Shintoism. So I always say you know, what really I practice religion of love, which is I was born into Shinotoism. but the reason why I say that is because my one of my professors challenged me to look back at Japan and find out more about, you know, cuz I was born there, you know, what type of music, arts, culture and all that. And um so I did that, but but you know, um so the reason why they say, you know, it's impossible for God to be all those three is because Evil exists, and the reason why there's no opposite to evil, you know what I'm saying? It's like if, say, for instance, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, you could bring up any person who was evil, there's no opposite to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, someone kidnaps a girl and, and whatever, and, and you know, does something heinous, there's no opposite side to that, you know what I mean? And so. If he's all knowing, then obviously he knows and he's all powerful, then he can do something and he's all wise and all these things. How can he be all these things and evil will still exist? And the reason why is because um, Tupac had a song called The Hearts of Men. It's like what lays in your heart? And rarely people know what lays in their heart, right? You know, they just don't know. So, um, you know, to, to put it, you know, more specific, people do not know what's in their heart. You know what I'm saying? And that is karma. And that's the reason why we start talking about karma. Right. It's not that God punishes you. Karma is the idea that you punish yourself. Right. Because unbeknownst to you, the heart, you and the heart, you know, is not on the same level what you think. So people think, you know, like um, in their heart, you know, they really want a child. But in their head, they want to start a fashion blog or be an Instagram model. And they can't take that off. And before you know it, they become pregnant. And then they're like, "Ah, you know, I wanted to really be a model. But in their heart, they wanted to be a mother. But they don't, you know, they they can't see the two. You know what I'm saying? And um, I can reference my ex, you know, but there's a lot of situations where, you know, in her heart, you know what I'm saying, she she believes, you know, in her thinking that, you know, she wanted to do something mean to me. But in her heart, she didn't. So what happens is, you know what I'm saying, um... You know me and her mom she was so mad at me me and her mom birthday is on the same day you know she she did some b s to me on my birthday, and our birthdays is both on the same day, and me and her mom shared you know a lot of beautiful birthdays together and that's weird because our birthday was exactly the same day, which is crazy, but um, you know, she was my friend she was she was my friend, she was a good friend, she confided and she told me some things and um she schooled me up, she gave me some game. she gave me some game, man. She gave me some game. And actually my last piece of enlightenment came when I I watched her take her last breath in the hospital and I held her hand. And when I held her hand, um, she took a piece of me and she took all the negativity uh, out of me. And that's when I finally put the last piece together on this enlightenment. And by the way, to become God, I forgot to tell you, you can only do it with love. Michael Jordan, he loved basketball. There's a passion. And people say, I give you guys a lot today. People say, one of the leadership principles is this. and So I'll reference them all the time. Kelly Perdue, look it up. He won the apprentice and he said, anybody can, you know, win, uh, do anything with these uh, 10 leadership principles and approve it, he won an apprentice and won. But one of them is, you got to love what you do or do, it. do what you love. I guess they're going to keep, um, I'm sorry for that. Um. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Kent State's gonna give a hundred and ten million to uh, COVID night to address uh, COVID nineteen. I don't know what that means. I went to Kent State as mom. I always claim Kent State. They made me. Kent State made me, man. But um, you know, so uh, you can only do this with love. Anything that you do, you know, Kevin Hart, he loves, you know, you got to love comedy or Denzel loves acting. You have to have a passion and a love for something. And you know what I'm saying? Or else, you know, you just can't do it. But karma is the idea of uh, punishing yourself. You punish yourself with karma. So, you know, she did some BS to me on her mom's birthday birthday which was her mom's birthday as well. Instead of reflecting on her mom's day, she tried to do some BS to me, which was my day. She tried to ruin my birthday, which turns out to be her mom's birthday. And then, um, that day she got pulled over, you know, she was um, speeding. She, she got a rental car. She had stole some money from me. Well, I mean, I gave it to her, but she lied about what it was used for. And she rented a car and, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And I got in the car with her and, you know, the car was a newer car that, you know, all you gotta do is step on the gas and, you know, it was taken off. And so, you know, she got pulled over for speeding and she had her, um, you know, her niece in the car and, you know, she got that. And, um, you know, uh, later on, you know, um, uh, I found out that she was, um, she was in jail. And for you know speeding or whatever, and then um because she was going so fast, you know she um you know she got charged with reckless endangerment, but it's the idea that you know what I'm saying she was trying to do b s to me, but in her heart, she didn't want to do that, and that's the thing about karma, you know um one time, um, I thought I had arrived because I was at a bar, and um you know my ex threw a drink on me, and I thought you know. It was a big deal, you know. And she followed me to a bar, or whatever, and I was having dinner. Well, it was uh, it's right there on Tusk. Uh Harmons. 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 <laughs> uh it's it's a it's a pub. It's actually like an Irish pub. They got good wings. Sometimes they don't be done though. They got good wings. You got to tell them. Um, and we went there and we we was having dinner or whatever. I was out with um somebody and, uh, you know, she came in and walked up to me and threw a drink on me. But because, um you know, I was, you know, in that space of, you know, being uh, at, at dinner or whatever. So long story short, because I did that, you know, I ended up, you know, leaving out of my house and I locked the keys in in the house. And so, you know, that's karma is you doing something to yourself because you police yourself karma is actually you know what i'm saying Uh, you know people say you know karma to be a god you know what i mean and um it's actually what's in your heart and people rarely know what's in their heart what they want you know they only know what they think they want and of course karma you know you know you do something to yourself you know karma you know uh, you know, something, you did something, then you got in an accident and you got in an accident. And like my uh, ex, you know, she got pulled, it wasn't nobody in the car. It's like karma was, she got pulled over, but she was speeding. You know what I'm saying? Because your, your, yourself and your heart takes over unbeknownst to you. And then you end up, you know, locking your keys in the car or doing something. Karma is, you know, your self-policing against other people. So when you do something mean to someone, and you know it's not right in your heart, you punish yourself unbeknownst to you because you can't really communicate with your heart. And that's why it's difficult to pray because people pray and say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I want this or I need this." And you know, God or, or you know, God, uh, the idea of God is um, communicates through your heart you know what i'm saying and um you know divinity uh can be found in numbers and water and you know uh water if it's shown love um it crystallizes and if it's shown hate so sometimes you grow up in a house where was a lot of love the house flourishes and if you grow up in a house where it was a lot of hate you know the kids they have problems you know dealing with it and you know sometimes you know people are on you know it's like in Youngstown, some people there is like they kill people in Youngstown, and they say, "Man, it must have been something in the water." And that's because the love and hate is the the polarizing thing of water. And you know, your body is seventy percent water, and the earth is seventy percent water. And water crystallizes when it's shown love, and you know, it's different when it's shown hate. And that's big because you know, what I'm saying you can project out love and stuff like that. So you know, God or, you know, divinity can be found in water. I mean, you can look that up on YouTube and, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things and, you know, numbers is the only true thing that we, we can prove like, you know, one plus one is two, which means like, you know, if you're in a room with somebody and, you know, it's two of y'all in there and somebody come in, you can count one, two, three and numbers is responsible for everything everything that's why the Bible's numbered and before words was numbers and it's the only true thing and it's sort of like the you know the being of time or karma they're separate entities away from god so karma is a separate being or entity and numbers is a separate being or entity in time as well and so when god created the world you know He still had to work inside a framework that was already existed. It's a fail safe. So he couldn't even have created the world or did anything. You know, it was still the same rules and principles that apply to everybody, which is the reason why karma and, you know, in these things uh, exist differently. You know what I mean? So yesterday I was trying to explain to you about, you know. Um, you don't have a choice, but you do have a choice and your choice is based off of, you don't, you don't have a choice the way it unfolds, but you have a choice whether you want to do good or whether you want to hurt people, you have that choice. And when you make that choice your life unfolds in a a certain way. You know what I'm saying? If you make another choice, you know, your life, you can't choose how it's going to unfold. You just watch it. But your your decision is, you know, I'm going to do good and positivity and usually positive things start happening. So, you know, there's equations for that, you know, Um, positive, um, you know, positive uh, thinking, you know, uh, results and, you know, positive actions, you know, positivity, you know, negative, you know, it results in negative actions, and positive results in positive actions, and you know what I'm saying? Positive thinking and positive, you know. It's a long equation, but you know what I'm saying? If you start out positive, usually good things happen. And if you start out negative, usually bad things happen. And But you can't choose the way it unfolds. You know what I'm saying? So if you focused in on, like, your job is to focus in. So, like, you know, we was talking about Jordan, and he was focused in on basketball. So he only has to be positive and basketball. And then it unfolds the way if he put all his energy into the skill everything unfolds now he he has no way to you know what i'm saying understand or know how his life is going to go it's just set up it you know his kids and his wife and everything that happens is a result of those first initial decisions everything else unfolds unbeknownst to him you know so karma is just you know you policing yourself um you do it and actually it is you know your people want to say angels or the the um The Karma, God, you know, God, you know, your God. And when you interact with people, you know, your heart has a a way of policing yourself. So when you do something mean to someone, you know, you pay yourself back based on the fact that you those two karma gods interact and, you know, it polices themselves. So, you know, when um, it's not me. You know what i'm saying like you know if she do something mean to me my guard of karma doesn't do it so it's like it's like this this is how it works right this is this is a key point in karma right so if you like this is what happens like you get into an argument you and your girl get into an argument and when y'all get into the argument she do something mean she gets her negative karma back and then you do something mean and then you get negative karma back but if you don't respond or do nothing to her, she'll get her negative karma and then you'll be cool with your karma. The only way that karma works is that you can't do nothing. Otherwise, you guys will be back and forth with your own negative karma. That's how, you know, when breakups happen, it's just a stressful time on people because it wears and tugs at your soul. So, you know, that's just one thing. Um, that's karma. That's love. The Indian religion of Hinduism. And um uh, we're gonna talk about, um, Paid in Full. It's a, it's a good movie. Um, you know. Little Wayne, uh, on Dedication 6, his quote, he had, a, he said his favorite quote was, um, you got 16 bricks in the bag? I mean, what was it, 11? What do you have, 8? You got the bricks in the bag right now? And then he shot him. You know, Rico shot him. And a lot of people, you know, um, so, in movies, you'll find out, you know, that, like, who was the real dude in the movie. Rico was the real dude. And Paid in Full, keep in mind, Paid in Full was about, um, the most famous, the most famous. That ain't my favorite quote, but he said that was his favorite quote. I'll give you a, another one. Um, remember when, um, Calvin was in jail and, um, uh, Ace, you know, remember? He was like, um... It goes like this. Oh, um, you taking over for Calvin? You're like, mm, that's a big blank rock B. You know what I'm saying? Remember he had to, uh he gave me, he's like, get all this for a hundred. Remember that? Uh, that? That's my favorite quote. I, I messed it up. I was, you know, I can't cuss. But point is, um, <laughs> you know, that's my favorite quote in the movie. But, you know, the whole thing about paying the fool, those dudes was just slipping. You know what I'm saying? And they were making a lot of money and just slipping. So, dude, you know, alludes to, you know, when they got Sunny and all that, you know, that, you know, dude wanted, you know, like a half a mil. And, you know, these dudes, you know, he's like, I got so much money and you got to do this and that. And, you know, Rico was the dude. You know what I'm saying? Rico was the dude in that movie because, you know what I'm saying? When, you know, everybody said he shouldn't have killed men. They wasn't friends. You know, Mitch wasn't watching his back. He met him in jail and you know, dude even alluded to it and said, you know, the reason why he, you know, think about it, when they got into that little fight, Rico put out a blade. You yeah. know? And then remember when he was what a um, you know, said, you know, he pulled the gun out and um he shot the dude. He he wanted to show dude like, you know, I'm I'm about that life, I got a gun and stuff like that. And, you know, he he even went back and um you know, kill, you know Kermit the Frog, you know. Not Kermit, but, you know, was popping Kermit. He ride up on a motorcycle. He was popping willies. He hit the Dougie, uh, you know. So Rico was the dude in that movie and everybody loves Mitch. But, you know, Mitch was slipping because they had already kidnapped Sonny. He shouldn't have went over there with all the work or went over there with, like, he didn't have nobody watching his back. And he didn't have nobody. He didn't have a little goon squad outside, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he didn't know who to trust at that point and you know because Sonny was missing, and so he went over he was just slipping, and those when even when Dude got killed, he was just slipping, you know what I'm saying because he shouldn't have been in the same apartment, and then when Dude, you know came up on him in the bar. You know what I'm saying? Those dudes were slipping and they they was making money. You in New York, you were selling drugs and stuff like that. You were slipping. You didn't have security. You didn't have. it was supposed to be a dude at the hallway. That dude would have never got that off. He should have had a look, a security dude, you know what I'm saying, on his team. He would have never been on to run run up in there. And as far as I know, you know, the dude was, you know, moving um, you know, key, you know, he had enough to you know, I forget how many bricks he had. I forget, but it doesn't matter, but, you know, Rico was the dude, and that's just like, um, belly, you know what I'm saying, the dude in belly was, um, I rode state to state, dolo, you know, method man, remember, <laughs> remember method man, and yeah, he was method man, and nothing that God can't uh, solve, you know what I mean, um, you know, what's the nigga, uh, a resume, excuse me, can't say that word, but, Point is, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you know, like in Scarface. Scarface wasn't the dude in Scarface. You know, he started snoring coke and, coke and killed his best friend. You know what I'm saying? His connect was the dude. You know what I'm saying? He showed him with the helicopter and then came back. He sent everybody in, you know what I'm saying, to go ahead and deal with him. So, um you know, a lot of times you watch movies. I remember I was talking to my ex. And she was so mad that I said Rico was the dude and not Mitch. And we all, every, Mitch was beloved, but Rico was that dude. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't treat him, you know, in the way, you know, he got in that crew and then he ended up, you know, whatever. But, you know, and, you know, really, you know, Mitch is gone and he's here and I'm, that's not saying anything that, you know, he's out and, you know, we can discuss all that stuff about him telling him at another point. But, um, uh, we'll get into the um, banking, the housing market, and, you know, this is just real simple. Um, so what happens, your signature has value, and people don't know that, and you create money with your signature because money isn't real, which is the reason why, you know, you could write an IOU or, you know, or a promissory note, and it holds up. And, you know, money is a promise to pay someone or a check you have to sign, and you know, on your... Uh, credit card or debit there's electronic signature and even when I did the test yesterday I had to you know have an electronic signature and sign and your so your signature has value because money isn't real you know it's a house of cards we can get into that later but so when you go in to get a house and it, it'd be like 15 or 30 years and you know credit karma is dumb you know they got a commercial like um don't you don't you want to get a house they allude to the fact that you got to have good credit to buy a house and that's just not the case i mean you can just save your money or you know don't you want to get an apartment i mean you can just save your money or don't you want to get a car is like there's no way you can do anything without credit and you can save your money and credit is the result of having saving money and good practices and stuff like that and you know that's the one thing you need to do is save money but so when you go get a house you know i don't recommend you do this you'll get a 15 or 30 year but when you go into the bank um what you'll do is you'll sign for you know to get a loan from the bank and what they do is your signature creates the money and once your signature creates that money that's why your signature has value and i told you about how you know, your birth certificate and everything like that. So once you sign your signature, they create the money based on the fact that you your signature has value. And so once they create the money, the bank pretends to loan it to you. So you're going to pay you're going to pay three times. Right. So you're going to create the money and then the bank will have the money based on your signature that created it. Now the bank will loan you the money. For the house right so they will basically not loan you the money but they will take once you sign that you created the money that will pay the person who owns the house now the bank has the house the bank owns the house based on the fact that you created the money and you know they gave them the money they'll pretend to give them the money even though you created it with your signature and they'll have the house will be paid and then it, it goes to the bank now the bank will pretend like they're going to loan you the money even though you created the money so they loan it to you and you know you're going to pay basically one time for the house and then you're going to pay the interest which is the the third time so you create the money you pay for the house and then um the interest is the third way that you pay and so you know and now the bank has the house and once the bank has the house you know you'll you know You're working, make your house payments and, you know, 15 years of your life and you'll get done. And now you own the house, which you technically can't own the land. So you got to pay taxes on the land that the house sits on. So you never truly own the house because you know, if you die and nobody's around, if you're an only child and everybody's dead, the house will just sit there once you die. The house will just sit there if no one pays the taxes. So it's, there's still a responsibility because you can't own the land. So it's a con game, right? Um, so your signature has value. And I, I challenge people to, you know, really dig into that because, as I said, you know, when you're born, you know, you're you're born into a system Uh, money, which like I told you, you know, money used to be backed by, you know, whatever gold or however you want to say it. And then it switched over and it wasn't backed by gold because somebody figured out that everybody doesn't need their money because the bank doesn't have your money. So as soon as you put money in the bank, the bank loans the money out immediately. You know what I'm saying? So when they loan the money out immediately, they make money off of your money, which is the reason why, you know, your signature, has, you know, your signature, you sign, has value. And so when you sign for something, you know, you create the money because at that point they were saying money wasn't real. You know what I'm saying? So with what, what money not being real, uh, it's a difficult concept to understand, but money isn't real because they figured out everybody didn't need their money. And so they were struggling because they just they have people money sitting. So if people had money and it was just sitting in the bank. But once they went to a, a method of saying, you know, everybody don't need their money at one time. As soon as you deposit money in the bank, they loan it out. That's why money is a basically a promise to pay, meaning that, you know what I'm saying, it's someone else's debt. Every The money you have is someone else's debt. And that's how the reason why your signature is the only thing that has value. So you sign a promissory note or IOU or anything like that. You create the money like a check. You go in there and sign. You create the money. And when you do that and you go to the bank and you create it, that's basically what that is. And, you know, the housing market, the bubble was like this. They got people and they conned them. And my sister fell into it. And what they did is... They, they said, um, they sold them a house and they said, well, yeah, how much can you afford? He said, well, you know, I can afford, you know, $700 a month or how much ever. And it was like, um, fine. It was like, but you know, in five years, you know, it'll balloon to 1100, but you know, in five years, you, you should still be working. You'll get raises and stuff and don't worry about it and we can refinance. And what happened is they said the payments at one point and then three years later, they ballooned the payments. And, you know, at that point they couldn't afford it and they took the house and that was the the, um, the housing market, the little bubble and everybody lost houses on that deal because, um, you know, people were just going in there trying to get a commission. And so, you know, they they sell the house and they just, you know, they drummed it up for him like, well, you know. The house was really eleven hundred a month, but you say you can afford a seven, I can give you the seven hundred for five years and you know in that time you should be able to got a raise or promoted in your job and you'll be able to afford it. And when you couldn't afford it, you know, they um they took the house from you. So that's the housing uh, market and banking and you pay for a house three times basically because your signature creates the money and what you know because they can't the bank can't create that money even though there's an illusion that the bank does they you sign and everything you need to do is sign because your signature has value you can ask Pete Rose or Charlie Hustle that's why people pay for autographs and stuff like that because your signature has value and your signature that's why your signature is different from any uh, no one can forge your signature your signature has value because it is um attached to you and because money isn't real the only thing that's real is your workforce energy so when you sign you're basically saying that i'm going to use my workforce energy to pay for this but the, that's why i said it's it's a racket because if that was the case then you know it's like the bank would say well you know i'll i'll buy the house so if it was real, the bank would buy the house first and then, you know, deal with you. But they don't do that. You go in there and create the money first and then they get the house. That's why there's the whole closing thing. And, um, you know, you can argue with, with me about that if you want to. But, you know, you have to see the reality and the perception of, you know, uh, a bank. I mean, your signature having value. And so, uh, I think we tackled, you know, a lot of topics today. Um, And look at Bob. Still got six minutes, buddy. Um, In in this six minutes, I wanted to share something real with you about uh, COVID-19. And uh, it's a real thing. And I think I looked up, you know, we're closing on uh, 60,000 deaths. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was – what was the number? Three million um, cases around – worldwide and i think you know it's it's you know a big deal but um i could tell you this um you know my son he drives a truck and you know they're you know you know they're laboring on you know you know off and on working sometimes and stuff like that and people are losing jobs you know left and right and you know covid19 is not you know um it's the choke out so I was telling people like, you know, they asked me, you know, about COVID-19 and, you know, I know, Bob, you don't have to buzz me, you know, but, um, you know, COVID-19 is like, you know, the veil or the little smoke screen to what's really going on. And that's that people are losing jobs and a lot of people, you know, getting choked out and, and, and you know, in a mode of, of desperation, trying to pay their bills and stuff like that. So. But, um, like I said, you know, I'm part of an initiative and, um, during this time, you know, like, because, you know, there these hospitals had shut down and they was only just bringing in, you know, people who had, you know, um, the virus. And so they shut the doors down. And so regular people who has uh surgery schedule wasn't going in there. And I, you know, May 1st, they're talking about, you know, California opened up some of their beaches and stuff like that. And, um. So it's 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 a huge problem, and you know a lot of people need to pay attention. I know my sister's working from home right now, so, but um, it's a big deal, and uh, I just took a physical and stuff yesterday, and you know I was just on the phone with um Tina, uh, Tina Perez, a wonderful woman. Uh, you know she's she's part of this whole thing, and you know we was having a conversation about how you know, she was, you know, basically reaffirming the fact that, you know, people can recover from this, but, you know, and even in Salem, you know, they was telling me how they about to do virtual visitors, um, you know, to the situation. So I challenge everybody, you know, I'm saying to be aware, be smart and, you know, be safe about this. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be dealing directly with the virus. So sometimes I'll be outside and, you know, I try to be more healthy and black people, you know, uh, you know, high blood pressure, I do not have that. And, you know, I eat healthy and I'm relatively relatively healthy and that's part of it, uh, you know. But people can recover, but you got to go in there and you know, talk to them, uplift their spirits, and you have to remove, you know, the things that are in there that, you know, some clothing, Um, you know, and, you know, when you were younger, you had the flu, and you stayed in the room because you were stupid, you kept re-aggravating it, you know, your mom came in there and said, smells sick in here, you know, how people, when, it, you know, they got the virus, it smells, smells funny, you know what I mean, and so they have to, you know, get their beds changed, and they got to do every, other things. I don't know who keeps texting me. Um, wow, this is dumb. This is about um, some dumb, dumb stuff. I'll, I'll share it with you uh, later. But um, long story short, um, um, I thank everybody for listening. and Let me ramble on a little bit. Um, I'm trying to throw ideas out there so that you can get a clear grasp on, on different things. I know some things is going to be hard for you to see and visualize, but, you know, if I give you a, enough little pieces, you know, you can put the puzzle together as I have put the puzzle together, so, you know, that's just something, and, um, you know, May 1st is is upon us, and they're going to start having surgeries at this hospital, and so the public will come in, and, and that's one of the reasons why um, I'll be at the hospital, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, the public that come in and get surgeries are safe to get their surgeries. And then the people that come in sick is safe as well. And that I'm safe. And, you know, I have a working relationship with doctors and stuff like that. And, you know, they'll, you know, you got to see what needs to be done. And usually those type of jobs are the jobs where, you know, you have some latitude and freedom not to do your job, but if you look at what needs to be done, you'll be tired. And that's the reason why I like, um, I had another job, my last job, you know, the guy said, you got to look what needs to be done. And me and Jacob was looking around and said, man, I don't know. I don't know how Michael was doing his job. I'm bored. I like me too, man. I'm so bored. And and that lasted one day. And the next day, I seen it was more stuff that needed to be done than I could do. And I was exhausted the next day. And hopefully, I'll be exhausted. Uh, I'll let you guys know when everything is upon us. But hopefully, I'll be exhausted and trying to make a difference. And I'll be seeing what needs to be done and doing it. And uh, bridging the medium between outside public and this whole thing, uh, you know, have to deal with some cleanups and different things that's around people who died from COVID-19 and people who recovered from COVID-19 and I'll be directly working with them. So, you know, that's that. Um, I thank everybody for listening, man. Thank you a lot. Um, podcast is doing good. Uh, I encourage everybody to make one. Go to Anchor, man. I'm out of here. Thanks.